Hi, my name's Andy Cope and welcome to the most uplifting podcast in the world. As a positive psychology researcher, I'm excited, delighted and honoured to be sitting in the podcast hot seat. The aim is to bring you guests who have something interesting or insightful or inspirational. They might have a story to tell, something clever, something simple, anything goes. We hope to inspire, educate, entertain and on a good day, maybe even make you chuckle. And why should you listen? Well, we figure life is relentless. It's full on. And most people are a million miles away from feeling as great as they could. So think of this podcast as a reminder or maybe a leg up to being a better version of you. Sometimes against the odds. So relax, open your ears, open your mind and allow me to bring you this week's amazing episode of the best podcast in the world. On with the show. Okay, podcast listeners, it's always a treat, always a treat to, to get guests on, and I'm always excited. It's a chance to talk to my heroes, and we try to pick interesting people, or funny people, or quirky people, or creative, or people at the top of their game, or in the case of Hal Roberts, all of the above. So I'll introduce him by the words that appear in his own book in the forward by a guy called Ian Gilbert, and it says this, it says, Hal Roberts' pants are usually on fire. He's a master fabulist and a weaver of complete and utter nonsense. So I love that. I'm not sure what that means, but I love it. <laughs> but I know he's chuckling on the other end of the line. But before, I'd like to add something to that, fella. I would say, I don't know today's podcast guest that well, but I do know him well enough to know that um, two things, really. First of all, he's a really nice bloke, and I mean, like, proper nice. And the other one, he's a truly awesome trainer. And I'm talking the best of the best today so i'll come back to that later but uh, greetings sir how the devil are you hi andy I'm, I'm really good i'm even better now you've given me that introduction yeah, well i mean it was, i felt good already <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be I'm just, it's fantastic. i think the listeners need to know this is our second go at the podcast i mean in terms yeah. of uh, we recorded it before a few months ago and the quality not it wasn't what you said mate it was the quality of the technology yeah. we were using so <laughs> now you've upgraded so let's go to it so what i'd like to do what i'd like to do is talk about i'm going to talk about the new the new version of you and what you currently do in a bit but the backstory first fella who are you where are you from um well i'm i'm a i'm a traveling teacher now i was a full-time teacher for a long time i i, I started teaching in 1992 uh when we just had pencils and um paper and then I, I sort of grew up through the technology and the influx of money. I remember someone bringing an, an interactive whiteboard in my room and I just said, I'm all right, thanks. I don't think I need that. And I was, <laughs> and I was only in my sort of late 20s, you know, um, but I was already frightened of the technology, which is probably why this podcast went wrong last time. Um, but I've, I've, uh, I taught English and media studies, drama, um, taught a lot of... Um, Great subjects, music, and for one year, due to a timetabling error, I taught German, uh, which was which was uh, which was frightening because I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, but the kids, the kids knew. Um, I was sort of one hour ahead of them. Wow. <laughs> so the things so we can basically I, I, throw you into any crowd, and you you seem to be able to make sense of it, which actually tallies in with what I was going to say. I'll come back to that later. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I I just taught for a long time, and, and to be honest, I felt I hurt my stripes. I taught in some interesting, brilliant schools uh, that were creative and exciting and innovative, but we didn't we didn't really realise at the time. Do you know when you you think about you realise you've lived through a golden time, and I feel like I've lived through a golden time, and uh, but you don't know until it's gone. On dear, and I, I had a brilliant time as a full-time teacher, but um, I just started uh, doing the, the conferences because of some of the stuff we were doing in school, and I was covering. Oh mate, have I lost you? Are you still there? 
Yeah, I'm here. Right, I'm okay. Here, mate, what we're going to do then I'm, is pick up... I'm now naked. I'm now naked. Yeah, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you see, we're going to keep that bit in now. We're going to keep that bit in. Good. So once again, Good. to the podcast listeners, we've had a technical hitch here uh, between Derby and Barnsley. Maybe that explains Good. it, fella. We've just had a bit that, of downtime. So it. meantime, we've both taken all our clothes off and we're sitting naked, aren't we? And I hope that that make the connection better. <laughs> I think I th- I've heard that it helps. That, that some, some people told me that that helped. <laughs> So we're going to crack on, right? So we're getting, before the technology let us down, we're having some backstory, all right? About, yeah. About, yeah. basically, about the golden days, you know, the, the, the good the good old days before technology, mate. Ironic. I realised I realized something was going wrong, so I, I stopped listening to what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I thought, oh, shit, it's going wrong again. <laughs> No, I was gonna. I was gonna bring us back up to speed with the new days because I don't. I didn't. Didn't know you in the old days. I kind of. My my introduction to you in the new days is, uh, we met at a conference of, a few months ago now, and it was an absolutely mind blowing conference. It was the EOS conference up up in Donny. Absolutely amazing. Great speakers. It was like all decked out like a. A, a spacecraft there was dry ice there was special effects it was just draw draw dropping and it made you in fact the conference made a massive huge impact on me and um i've already booked for next year however you weren't at that conference <laughs> <laughs> you were on the <laughs> you were nothing to do with that <laughs> you were you actually you were you were on the night before right and i turned up and and this was the gig i would say that nobody really wants to speak at because there was no dry ice there was no special effects it was you it was after dinner I don't do after dinners, mate, because people have had a few beers. And I I was thinking, blimey, you've got to be really brave to do this gig. And you nailed it. It was just tremendous. I think you put one or two PowerPoints up at most, and it was just you. You had us absolutely in the palm of your hand. So I knew then, and I, d- I still don't know whether you actually realise how good you are, but you've now become this kind of very sought-after not an after dinner speaker but just a speaker in schools and and I'm hoping to get you into businesses as well. So tell me how where did that come from? How, what do you do now? Well, well I, I now I I I um I feel like I'm I'm just reporting back things that I found out <laughs> um which is I I do I do go into schools. I mean teaching and and learning is 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 just really important to me. Um I do a lot in classrooms. I still I don't mind doing um I I, I go into schools and I'll teach teachers children if you know what I mean so strategies of getting the kids hooked in hooked into thinking about what they're doing and uh, thinking about their own learning and what I found is I can do that with a room full of adults as well so um, I'll work with governors or I'll work with teachers I'll work with support teachers support workers people who work for the council and stuff I'll just have um, uh, just get people really reflecting on what they do day to day and I mean a lot of the stuff is focused on like being creative, getting people investing in what they're doing and going beyond just um, going through the motions, if you know what I mean. And I feel that when I do my stuff, um, like doing that after dinner speech, which was a bit bonkers, um, and I was nervous actually, because you don't know how people are going to be, especially after they've eaten and, <laughs> and had a few drinks. But I just thought, every, I mean, you just do, I don't mind wearing my heart on my sleeve, do you know what I mean? And just um, just sharing with people what I've learned and what I'm finding out. I mean, we did this podcast originally a few months ago, and I think I found out a lot more since then. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what well, I mean? No, I do know what you mean, mate. But I think that wearing your heart on your sleeve, this kind of authenticity, I think with you, I don't think you're trying to pretend to be anybody else. You, you know some stuff and you share it in, in the best way that you can. But you're one of those speakers who 
people will laugh uproariously while they're listening to you because it's just bang on, spot on, the, the humour. But actually, when you reflect on it, the message also is spot on. It's like, it makes it's not funny, actually. It's not funny no, if you dissect no. it because cause it's, like, it's like, we we do sort of, if we're not careful, it's not just teachers, it's everybody ends yeah. up being like a zombie. Go, get, the alarm goes at the same time. You get out of bed at the same time. You go through the same routine. And what you're doing is just rattling a few cages and saying, come on, wakey, wakey. Yeah, I, I think there is a there is a there is a lot of that of that happening underneath what I'm doing. I think um, you know if if you just take me at face value, then I can tell some good jokes and I and I'm I, I quite observational. I like I like walking around uh, the the stage or the the space with my microphone just talking about what I've seen. And but I think there's a lot going on underneath, and I, I, I want I mean. The reason I became a teacher is uh, is because I want to grow good people. And what I've realised is, you, you know, there's a lot of adults out there, like you suggest uh, just then, who who might feel like they're stuck in a rut and 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 so on. And certainly, I felt stuck in a rut before, and that's why I changed what I was doing. Um, and they just need waking up in in that sense. And and sometimes people need a mirror holding up. Uh, to them so that they can actually see where they're at and see what they could do see what possibilities are out there and and basically become an architect for their own pathway if you like I don't want to get too zen but you know what I mean I know exactly and I I like doing that with children as well and I think you know you can do that with a group of of seven-year-olds you can do it with a room full of uh, head teachers but I think or, maybe, maybe you know, some of the credibility, mate, comes from the fact you're still doing it with the kids. You know, part of your talk is you're beaming pictures up of the kids that this is from a school in York last yeah. week kind of thing. So it's really, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's recent and it's relevant and it's... Mm. Um, well, there's a, there's a credibility issue, I think, with, um, you know, I mean, I, I, if there is a circuit, I guess I'm on it, you're on it. Um, and... and but credibility is a really key thing. The, 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 it's it's um, for me if I'm talking about teaching and I need to um, I need to be able to you know talk re- with relevance about it and know what I'm on about. But similarly, working with adults, it's um, and working with you know other professionals, I've got to know my onions and I do my homework you know in advance. <laughs> I'm a no, good learner. Well, no, I think you're a hard worker as well. And so, can, yeah. can we come on to the? Because you, you know, you're an excellent <clears throat> speaker and all that. Can we come on to the book or the books? Yeah. Um, you've got because you. I read. I think I read it last summer. You've got a, a great book called "Oops: Helping Children Learn Accidentally," yeah. and yeah. Um, and I'm thinking, well, you know, he's, just because he's a good speaker doesn't mean he can write a book. So I'll I'll I'll, I'll read his book and then I'll tear it to shreds. You know, because I write books as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I read you. you I read yeah. your book and I couldn't. I couldn't find any. Couldn't find a single typo, mate. And, and the, <laughs> the content, the content was just how you talk. It was bang on and it was funny. And it's got all sorts of stories and stuff in it. Uh, I was completely blown away by the book as well. And I, I know there's a lot of me talking. This is your your chance. But I, I can I just um, yeah. talk yeah. about, because as an author, you, you go on Amazon, you look at your reviews. Oh. And I looked at your reviews, mate. And they're mostly five stars. But just to destroy any credibility you think you might have had, I'm going to read a one-star review for your book. Yeah, please do. I <laughs> yeah. love it. I love yeah. it. I'll yeah, thanks it, yeah. for that, Andy. Yeah, yeah getting it, you on your podcast. It feels great when I read this. <laughs> when I was working away from my family, you know, all week, and I read this sitting on my own in a hotel bar, thinking, is this it? Why do we bother? Why do we bother? And I'm, I won't read the whole thing, but how sad is this person, right? So this is, uh, and we're going to talk about the five-star reviews as well, which are, there are many. But this one, and I got angry. I'm getting angry as I, I, I started to read it. So it says... Um, 
The author's central idea that children should be lured into lessons is admittedly intriguing, but his suggestions for how to do this are vague and impractical. It is as if the author has never taught in an ordinary school, and they go on and on and on about almost dissing the idea, saying it's too far, too left field, too we can't do it in the real world. Now, and I was reading that and I was getting angry. In fact, I got so angry that I stuck a middle finger up and did a five-star review. Right? So I want to read a bit of my five-star review. Um, and, and so I penned this. And I won't, once again, I won't read the whole thing, but it'll lead us into a discussion about, uh, about all yeah. sorts of stuff. Harold doesn't pontificate from the sidelines. He gives examples of how to lure children into learning. His ideas challenge me to up my game. But of course, he's a nice guy. He knows he can't order me to be creative and he has to inspire me to want to be so. So, yes, you've guessed it. He has to lure me in. His wider point is that for kids to buy into your subject, they have to buy into you first. He calls it botheredness. And guess what? If you can't be bothered, neither will the kids in your class. And that was like, I wanted to write it in capitals, mate, because mm, I felt so yeah. passionate. It was like, take that in terms of, you know, because I believe in what you're doing, you believe in what you're doing, and 99.9% .9 of people get it, but there's always some idiot who doesn't. But that leads me into botheredness, because I, yeah. I'm just writing another book, and I've called one of the chapters botheredness. I do reference you of introducing a new word. Well, that's What's botheredness, play. mate? What is botheredness? It's it's does it's one of those words that everybody understands, but um, I made it up, you know, and I, and I, I put it in that book, and it. But everyone gets it. It's it's that idea of of un, uh, unconditional positive regard, um, which is the professional capacity to forgive people and 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 move on. Yeah, and it's it's botheredness is just um, giving a monkeys and caring and 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 you know you shouldn't have to go on a on a training course to to care, but you know uh, you know as well as I do that there's plenty of grown ups out there who who need a bit of help with that, uh, not just for working with children but working with each other as well, and that's what botheredness is to me, and it's just yeah it's just caring really. Which sounds really soft and trite, but you know what I mean. I know exactly what you mean. And um, I, I, yeah. I, do you not think, though, that the system, the te with that, I don't want it to be too teaching based, but this teaching system is no, smacking the botheredness out of people. It's like they're being hit, hit, hit over the head with a literacy and numeracy baseball bat, and almost to the point whereby the botheredness is, they forget. I, yeah. I I I I I, meet, I work with teachers a lot, and um, I've not met a teacher who, who doesn't care about the kids. I mean, you can get sucked into stuff um, online and things where you think, flipping it, there's some there's some really really hardcore people out there who who you know it's almost like they enjoy making children suffer, <laughs> you know. But actually, I, I've not worked with anyone who 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 isn't who isn't in it for the right reasons. However, I, I do think you're right. I think the system is is squeezing everyone it's the accountability systems and uh, we're told all the time that head teachers are given autonomy but it's not really true it's it's smoke and mirrors and everyone is battered by um, results and things like that and um I think it's a shame because uh, you see kids coming. I, I mean, since I've been working with younger children as well, and and the teachers and the adults who support those younger children, the teachers and adults who work with uh, children with special needs, children who can't cope in mainstream. When I work with those people, they are absolutely dripping with botheredness. And it's again, I go back to it should be about making good people who can make good choices, who can contribute who can have a sense of their own worth 
and also who, who can speak up for those who perhaps find it difficult to have a voice. That's what that's what teaching should be for me, and probably that's what botheredness is as well. Oh, <laughs> I love it, fella. I love it. You know, but I I think you know if we go a little bit deeper into that, why have we got a syllabus? Why have we got rules? Why have we got protocols? Why have we got Ofsted and inspections? Is and why why do we observe lessons? Is because we don't trust you. Ultimately, what it's all really pointing to is we you can't be trusted as a classroom teacher to 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 do stuff. So here's here's a way to do it and and yeah. and i think it's that coming alive bit again back to your your you know luring the kids into learning um hmm. tell me a bit more about that actually the luring the kids the, in the, well it's it's the hooking in it it's i mean i i was the book was called you know helping children learn accidentally oops and then it, it was about that, really. It was about how do you get kids to care about poetry? How do you get adults to care about health and safety? <laughs> do you know what I mean? How do you get um, uh, children to be, you know, children who haven't got a bed to be interested in Roman amphitheatres? You know, that, that that's... Uh, so we have to kind of protect them in. So the way I look at it is it's, it's this idea of if we hold back the nettles around difficult stuff. And we make it, we don't, we don't make it, we don't never dumb it down. We just make it accessible, you know, and that's, that's, it's not that complex, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just, how do we make sure that all the kids have a fair bite of the apple, really? Um, I mean, it's, it's funny you mentioned botheredness because um, I've been really, I've got, I've had a difficult experience with my second book. In fact, I've written a different second book. Uh, but my really my my second second book, which is uh, um, is going to probably be called botheredness, um, because it's a word as you've alluded to. It's it's a word that seems to have um, struck a nerve with a lot of people. When I'm getting asked to do stuff now, not just for teachers but for others as well, uh, they, they, it's a word that's um, that's resonating. So I'm really glad you've picked up on it. It is indeed resonating, mate. Well, I've spent 12 yeah. years getting trying to get a PhD in happiness, mate, and it all boils down to botheredness. You've been encapsulated in one word. It took me 120,000 words in <laughs> 12 years. Bless I hate you, you for you. it. I hate you. Yeah. No, no, it is genius. Well, I, my, my, I'm looking at the difference between um, employee satisfaction yeah. employee engagement and actually at a, at a technical term that is about being botheredness so we've always measured employee satisfaction so satisfied workers in the workplace they're ones who are fine they're okay you know and, and satisfaction basically means um, a level of acceptability but engagement goes higher than that and engagement is botheredness by another word engagement yeah. means you come to work with zest and a spring in your step and a, and, a, and a vivacity and aliveness and it's about bringing your best self to work with you and taking your best self home with you as well and that requires effort and botheredness mm. for me requires effort it requires you to step into your best self and, and bring that every day at work and when the system's trying to beat the crap out of you it's quite mm. hard sometimes to bring your best mm. self to work every day and, and you just articulate it so well I think we're talking about the same thing, really, but you're just making it yeah. funnier than I do. No, no, I, I think there's something else as well. I mean, the word engagement, and certainly in educational circles, and I just think it's a word that's been battered, really. And it's bit, even in, the word engagement is used as a as a, as a tool to, to hit teachers with. Uh, you know, if kids aren't, you know, inverted commas, engaged, then you're doing something wrong. And, and I, I just think we could get rid of It's almost like... And get, we go beyond engagement, and maybe that maybe it is botheredness. I mean, I've been talking about um, investment, you know, engagement, and then investment uh, above that, and then beyond that, we have obsession, which is not a bad thing. I mean, it's got negative connotations, but just being like you say, go with your best self and come home with your best self. It's 
that's obsession. It's a healthy, healthy um, attribute, isn't it? Yes. And, uh, you know, that's probably what you, 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 I mean, I imagine you, you spend a lot of time working with people on that. And I think I probably do as well, you know, and um, yeah, it's, it's botheredness, investment, obsession. <laughs> Well, and also luring the kids into learning is, yeah. is the same thing, yeah. really, because it means that you're coming up with a different way of getting them. I love yeah. the hold, holding back the nettles from the difficult yeah. stuff. Is that is that is that yeah. come on in here? It's wonderful, actually, and we'll we'll protect you through it. Get, once you're engrossed in the learning, then then you don't notice the nettles, do you? It, well, you, it, you, yeah, I mean, and and, and it's a well-worn um, uh, analogy, but just like riding a bike, eventually you take the. Uh, the stabilizers off don't you and the kid rides free you know on their bicycle but it, it, you know and that's all we're doing with Shakespeare really isn't it <laughs> you know that's all we need to do with um, perhaps you know when people are learning new things you know whether they're adults or children that's what we're doing with them all the time or what, what we should be doing you know it's certainly what we should be doing but Shakespeare yeah. destroyed my love of reading mate I didn't read a book for 30 know, years after I left school because Shakespeare, Shakespeare was full Shakespeare, of nettles Shakespeare's drama it's, 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 it's drama mate and it, it shouldn't be you know it should be up we should be up and doing it and you know drama and, and, and using um, I'm talking about educational drama as a way of um, you know, just exploring ideas and, and, and so on. It's just it's just priceless, and that's and that's what you picked up when you read that book. It, it's about getting hands on and getting getting actually immersed in what you're doing, not just reading about it. You know, and and uh, you know, reading it. I, I was taught Shakespeare. I did Julius Caesar at school. And I'll never forget it. I was scared by it as well, and I didn't really enjoy it again until I, you know I did my degree. You know, an English degree. Yeah. Well, I, we did mid, uh, Midsummer Night's Dream. I remember Mr. Ely, you know, make, we all had a book and we had to make little notes in the margin to highlight. Yeah. He said, this is yeah. a funny bit. Are you ready for it? And yeah. I'm like, oh, was it? That was the funny bit, was it? <laughs> Are you joking? He's like throwing me naked into a bed of nettles there, mate. And he yeah. hadn't protected oh, no, me at all. So it was cool. it was a dire thing. Any, but anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. I want to move on and just to do one more thing. I, but I love the fact that, you know, bringing yourself to the best self to work and the, the fact that you are luring people kids into into mm. you've got to get excited first haven't you otherwise the kids are never going to get excited by it and that's the thing with your with your keynotes is you're excited i can see you want to be there I you've am. got you've got a message it's like ooh, yeah and but you're from barnsley aren't you i mean if you're from that I'm kind not, of the golden not, triangle Bar, barnsley rotherham and doncaster the golden triangle of happiness well there is a it spreads out even further because i went to the most wonderful of colleges i went to Bretton hall college in wakefield which was just a, a life-changing experience it's where um, it's where sir ken robinson went years and yeah. a few years before me and the league of gentlemen went there just before me mark thomas the comedian who's wow. just wonderful they they were the alumni and uh, i found myself there in the late 80s early 90s and i just loved it so the wakefield barnsley donny uh, rather, I, I love it around this neck of the woods. I'm actually from Manchester. I'm, I'm from I'm from the other side, you know. I'm from the, I'm from the the dark side of the Pennines, really. But um, I absolutely love this part of the world. And uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, and um, just working in the schools around here, but meeting the people, meeting the, the the parents, and then beyond that, then working with you know fellow professionals, and then professionals from outside education as well. And um, I'm involved with some other stuff as well, some some you know the, some theatre companies and some charity work as well. And you just meet all walks of life, and I love it. I love it round here, and the um, people. There's a real honesty about people, and there's a, there is a real creativity that's just ingrained in the people around here. Yeah, they, I mean they are great, and I. I I mean, my my 
Barnsley experience. I've only ever done one or two schools in Barnsley, I think. And there's this this like year eleven lad, and I was delivering the art of being brilliant, which is basically about how to be happy. And his comment yeah. was, uh, "Thou can't be happy, sir. This is Barnsley." So it's almost <laughs> like this, this pervading sense of you can't be happy round here, mate. <laughs> <laughs> You're coming round here with your southern ways. <laughs> yeah, it was no, brilliant. But- I, I love. I, I don't turn it on me. I, 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 you know, like when you do your things in front of Pete. You know, you do your. I don't know. I, I don't call them talks. It's like a bit of feeding back. Really, this is what we found out, and this is what we can concentrate on today. I don't turn it on. I'm. I'm always nervous, and I always want to do a good piece of work. And um, you know, I, I really. I really do put everything into it and I don't take anything for granted. I absolutely, I feel really lucky, you know, to be able to do this stuff uh, and to be given the opportunity to write stuff. And, and all I want it to have really is an impact on people. Like I'm sure your work is that as well. And I know that even though I'm not full time in a classroom anymore, I'm still having an impact on children and um, probably still having an impact on parents and hopefully having an impact on those adults as well. Indeedy, indeedy. Right, mate, just change direction very quickly. Room yeah, 101. Yeah. I was on Twitter uh, the other day and I think I spent about yeah. three hours on it just because I was kind of, I wasn't even at the gig, but you were speaking at yeah. the gig and the hashtag yeah. Primary Rocks and you were doing a Room yeah. 101 thing, a George Orwell thing. Can you, what did you stick into Room 101? What did you want well, to get rid of? It was, a, it was, a, it was, a, it was Northern Rocks. It was, there was Primary Rocks as well, which is absolutely a marvellous thing. And, and there's Northern Rocks, um, which is a big conference in Leeds. And yeah, we did this just in the, it was to, sort of a, a light-hearted thing in the afternoon. And I was basically taking the Frank Skinner role and there was the great educational um, guru, Mick Waters, Professor Mick Waters. He brought some ideas along and he wanted to put in uh, uniforms, um, which um, he, bothered about uniforms so um he put them in and then he wanted to put in i'm trying to remember now you've thrown me at it he wanted to put all sorts of stuff in um i can't remember now you've, you've okay. called me but if okay. i had to yeah you know what? I'd, if i had to put something in I'd, I'd put in the ban on blue tack in new school buildings because uh, that's what we have now so that <laughs> they look like hospitals some of them they need to sort that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're all the teachers with the OCD doing the reading, though. Those little blue marks on I the know. walls, mate. Oh, I know. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good lad. All right, can I, can I finish then with the question I ask all the uh, podcast uh, yeah. uh, folk? Yeah. And that is about happiness generally, because our thing is always about happiness. So so what makes you happy, fella? What uh, what does it for you? Um uh, uh, just just working with good people, meeting nice people. On Saturday night, I was uh, doing a fundraiser. I play in a band with my uh, friends, and we we, we raised money for um, a, a, a prostate cancer charity just in our local, uh, and we raised 700 quid. Loads of people turned up. People turned up who I didn't expect to turn up, and they did. People who I did expect to turn up uh, turned up, and we just had a cracking night. It was good fun. And um, we felt like we'd done a good thing. So just as you asked me that right now, uh, this morning, I just feel really happy that we've we've done something good and had a good time doing it as well. Wow, man! You see, that's um, that links in with happiness being much more closely correlated with relationships and community and and doing yeah. good rather than cash, yeah. really. So, yeah, nice one, fella. Nice one, fantastic. Um, have I lost you? All right, right. Are we back on? I think I lost you for Sorry, a second. Sorry, I, I missed. Can, 
yeah, yeah. Can I just kind of finish? Right, okay, yeah. mate. Thanks ever so much, fella. That was absolutely brilliant. Can I, I'm going to leave you with I've dug a quote out because I wanted to share this quote with you. One yeah. of my heroes is a guy called Sidney Banks. Um, he's right. this kind of, uh, you, most people have never heard of him. He was a Glaswegian welder, but he's my hero. Right. And he, right. said this, he said this quote. He said, we have the most wonderful job in the world. We find people in various stages of sleep and then we get to tap them on the shoulder and be with them as they wake up to the magnificence of life. And I think oh. what what you're doing, fella, but is tapping people on the crying. shoulder. I'm nearly crying. I'm nearly crying. It is wonderful. It is wonderful. It's not yeah. as good as not as good as parting the nettles and letting them in. And then, <laughs> that was good as oh, well. That, but I, I think love that. I do think I it's love... a tapping people on the shoulder and saying, "Come on, wakey, wakey, we've got really important stuff here." Yeah. Um, yeah. So keep tapping people on the shoulder, fella. And thanks ever so much for joining me. I, I, I had no idea how many times the line went down. Whether this podcast will actually ever. Uh, see the light of day but I bloody hope it does mate because you, you and, Andy I'm so grateful mate and, and you've been really lovely and, and I've only met you once but I want to meet you again so can we try and arrange something perhaps even if it's just a beer or you or own whatever. a brewery don't you fella I've heard on the side I like do you I, I, I own a brewery which is how I, I was talking to a load I didn't want to mention it in the podcast <laughs> I didn't know if it was appropriate but I, mean, I just spent last a week last Friday talking to a load of councillors about the brewing industry <laughs> Yeah, we've got a bar open in Wakefield in the next couple of weeks, so we're really excited about I think that. we might actually have uncovered the secret of eternal happiness with that last <laughs> parting comment, fella. <laughs> <laughs> and that, dear listener, is that. I hope you found it as interesting and as useful and as stimulating as I did. Congratulations, by the way, on making such a great choice of listening material. Please subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Thank you for listening. Until next time... I wish you well. You've been listening to the Art of Brilliance podcast. Listen to and subscribe to all our podcasts at www.artofbrilliance.co.uk slash podcasts.